Welcome to Advancing All Women with Sarah Alter, President and CEO of Network of Executive Women. On this show, you'll hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics for women in the workplace. From advancing women of color, to developing and engaging male allies, to how to navigate the new workplace post-COVID-19. Sarah will cover it all as she and her guests dig into these key issues. Now, here's your host, Sarah Alter. So, I walked into the COO's office and I was prepared to present my annual budget and strategic plan. I was the chief marketing officer for a large publicly traded organization. And so as I proceeded to sit down and settle in, I noticed that it wasn't just our COO, but that the head of HR was there as well. And she was holding a box of Kleenex on her lap. So I knew (laughs) right then and there that I was about to be let go. At the end of the day, you know what? Truth be told, I wasn't surprised. I had already in my heart and mind realized that this role and the organization, and yeah, what I brought to the table, right? The skills and strengths that I can bring, they just, this wasn't the right fit. And I had already in the back of my mind had planned on starting my search for my next adventure like two months later, which would have been the first of the year. So the COO proceeds to tell me that my role in my entire 120 person team and my $45 million budget were being eliminated. And I had in earlier meetings been made aware of a large gap, an $80 million gap, in fact, to the bottom line that we all needed to fill. So 80 minus 45 equals 35, much smaller gap to fill, right? I was also told, you know, you can leave today and there is no need to return. We're going to pay you for another 30 days and you don't have to worry about finishing anything out. Why not start your search right away? So surprisingly, I didn't cry. I held my, I held my cool. And I informed him, nope, nope, there's much to tackle and transition. And I'm going to gladly assist in that process. And he again pushed back. No, 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 you, you just go right now. You don't need to come back. And I replied, you know what? I'm a professional and I'm going to tie up all of the loose ends that I need to tie up. And more importantly, I want to say my goodbyes and I want to say my thank yous. So the head of HR is getting nervous. She offers me a Kleenex or a glass of water. And I said, no, thank you. I'm thinking, honey, right now, you know, I need a glass of wine, right? Or a margarita. They both then finally agreed to let me stay. And my exodus began. You know what? I wasn't going to be chased away. And I was going to leave with my head held high. I did. That said, I did end up leaving early that day and I made it out the door and I was walking along Wacker Drive just in a complete fog. So I called my husband and in his typical supportive fashion, he said, honey, this is like it is a blessing in disguise. You know, you hated it there. He then says, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to come home? And I had planned on working the whole day right before the news. So as I share this. I know that every female leader out there is going to completely understand what was going through my head. 
And I told him, oh, God, I totally know what I need to get. I, I totally know what I need to do. I totally know what I need to get done. I'm going to go straight to a salon and I'm going to get my eyebrows done. And then I'm going to go shop. Okay. So there is no better way to recompose yourself than by those two activities, right? I'm looking at Michelle and Roshni and they're shaking their head like, (laughs) hell yeah. (laughs) Mark, I don't know if you agree, but we'll get there. Preferably with friends. (laughs) I know. I know. And then followed by a glass of wine or a margarita, but yeah. Or two. Yeah. So, okay. So they say, and I love these cliches and we're at this easy, right? But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that is one door closes. Another one is waiting wide open for you. And you just got to find it. That open door for me was new. And four and a half years later, new remains my why and my mission. As does this incredible Advancing All Women radio show and podcast. And what we love to do is shine the light on incredible leaders and organizations, but more importantly, on issues and topics and challenges and opportunities that, heck, all of us with our collective wisdom, we can guide you through it. So today, with our three guests, we're going to be sharing stories and advice on what to do next after you have been let go. I'm Sarah Alter. I'm the host of our Advancing All Women radio show and podcast and the CEO and president of NEW. And my incredible guests are Michelle Fontana, head of global processes for Kraft Heinz Company, Roshni Varma, director of social impact for Visa, and Mark Slocum, partner at HireWell. And Mark manages the technology and executive recruiting practice. Um, welcome, my friends. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. And special call out to Roshni. She is calling in from India and it's 830 at night. So special <laughs> kudos to you. Thank you. All righty. So we're going to kick it off as we always do. Why are you here? You know, what is it about your personal and your professional journey that has prompted you to join me in this, what I think is going to be a really enlightening, and I'm going to, Roshni, I'm going to use your term, liberating conversation. So, Michelle. Yes. So, why am I here? I am here because I also have gone through a a somewhat similar experience to yours, Sarah. So, uh, similar in some ways, in some ways, very different. But I think that, you know, you get you you get the the mysterious meeting on the calendar, you know, the uh, 15 minute touch base with HR uh, about an hour or so before you're, you're supposed to have it. So I go. I know it's coming. And I, uh, I'm being told that my position is eliminated. <clears throat> I'm getting a two-month severance, which is very generous, uh, yeah. very nice package. And a bunch of things go through your head. So yeah. the first thing, and I know that this is uh, what everybody feels, you feel the ego blow, right? The slice Absolutely. of humble pie. <laughs> And then you start to think, I wasn't good enough. My work wasn't good enough. 
And, and, but really at the heart of that, it's the, I wasn't good enough. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Yeah. And then you kind of go into this fear mode of what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do now? What's my next job going to be? And then when you get past that, and I got past that, I realized that I was in a role similar to what you're saying, Sarah, where probably just wasn't a great fit for me personally. And I then thought, this is so exhilarating. This is Mm -hmm. exactly what I needed. I'm basically being given a pie. I'm giving, being given an exit strategy. My door is closed, but this other door is opening and I can go now and find out what really I'm passionate about, what I want to do. And it's very exhilarating. And as I'm walking out of the human resources person's office, I am getting a phone call on my mobile phone from then Heinz from a recruiter to call me to find out if I am available for an interview. Fate. Fate. And they didn't know just how available I was. (laughs) And they didn't need to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll have to see. And so it was great. And so that, and I wouldn't change a thing. I've been here uh, at the Kraft Heinz company for almost, it'll be 13 years and two months. And it's been such a wild journey and I've learned so much, but I think I've learned a lot from that process of, of uh, being exited from an organization involuntarily, right? That's a, that's what we're calling it now. Involuntary Uh, uh, fired is, is uh, such a, such a harsh word. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like bathroom or the loo. Right. Yes. Or restroom or yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, I, it, it, I, I love, you know, how you've shared, you go through that emotional journey, right. Yes. And, and your emotions clearly change and it's like similar to mourning. It is. And you're, you're mourning this, yeah. this chapter in your life. Right. Um, so R- R- Roshni, you had just, as we were getting ready for the show, she said the most amazing thing. She's like, this, this was a liberation. And so we joked, we're going to rename this. You didn't get fired. You didn't get let go or laid off. You were liberated. <laughs> so, okay. So tell us about your journey. Um, Cause it was, it was somewhat different from Michelle. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. But before I go into that, I just want to say one thing. Thank you to Sarah new and voice of voice America for creating this space to talk about this very difficult topic. This is not yeah. something that yeah. anybody would go up to anybody and talk about this and look at all of us. We are talking about this at a radio show. Hopefully thousands of people are listening in and I'm hoping that our experiences is going to give them some hope in case they have been laid off or they might be laid off in the future. Yeah. Having said that, I'll uh, go ahead and, talk about my journey. Mine was completely different from Sarah's and Michelle's. Mine came as a complete surprise for me. And it turned out to be one of the most liberating experiences as well. But it took me some time to get there. It took me two whole years to get there, to actually take a step back and actually understand that this was the right thing that happened to me at the right time. Because what I did when I got laid off was actually prioritize what I wanted to do with my career and my life. I had several things going on at the same time for me at that time. I had just gotten into product management, which was a completely different domain for me, being a computer science engineer and having worked only in technology up until that point. And then 
I had a new baby and I had just returned from my maternity leave and restarted my work. And that is when I was actually laid off. And to top it all off, I was on an immigrant visa on an H-1B visa in the U.S. And all of you guys who are listening out there who are who have any experience with H-1B know that it is one of the worst situations to be in. If you don't find a job within the next couple of weeks or a couple of months, you are out of status and you will not be able to join back work and actually restart until you are hired by a really good company and you reapply for that visa. So all of these feelings and all of these emotions were going through me. And the very first thing that I did was exactly what we should not do, which is I just blamed myself thinking, hey, I was not good enough. I didn't do the right things. And that is why I was fired. And that is absolutely not the right thing to do. And when we were prepping for this show, I heard Mark and uh, Sarah and Michelle talk about this as well, right? That we should actually prioritize what we should feel. We should not really think that this is all on us. We should actually understand, take a step back and understand why this happened and then reprioritize how we want to approach our uh, our career in the future. So this was a big lesson for me. It happened at the right time. And now that I'm in a position that I love, I do... uh, I'm at a job that I love going to my work every single day. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. I can say that in hindsight, this was the right thing that happened for me at the right time. And I have learned so much from it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and to that point, it's so key because it's, you know, in any given situation, right? There are things you can control and there are things you can't control. And in business, it is a reality that there are cycles and that organizations go through restructurings. And, you know, and to your point, Roshni, you know, that was the biggest epiphany for me was, okay, you know, and somebody guided me through this. I was blessed and then I got an outplacement counselor, but he's like, look, you know, you're amazing. This just wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right position and organization for you. However, you know, when you're at the right place of mind, right state of, in the right state of mind, let's look back on what do you think you could have done differently, you know, should have done better, but don't do that right now. <laughs> you know, you know, you've got to re-energize and remind yourself you are amazing. And this is just, it's a, it's a business reality. This is why this has happened. You know? It really is, Sarah. And I right? love how Roshni talked about stepping back and then the the, cor- the course correction, if you will. So for those who are listening, who are continuous improvement nerds like me, there is, it's continuous improvement for a reason. There's no, I got it right the first time improvement. It's, I am looking yeah. back and, and that applies to you as a human being as well. Yes. It applies to your skill set. It applies to your attitude it applies to your level of preparation and preparedness and, and where are you going to put your energy? And so having that thought, Roshni, I love when you said that because, and Sarah, then you also said, control what you can control. Yeah, I can control yeah. showing up every day and giving my best effort. I cannot control corporate restructuring. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. Mark. I can't. Yeah, Mark, let's pull you in because this is where you are an expert and a thought leader in all that you do. Um, Share your perspective because I'm sure you've come across this countless times every week. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for for having me. Um, Excited for this. And 
what I know is that, uh, Roshan, you said hopefully thousands of people are listening. I promise you my wife, my mother-in-law, and my mom are listening. So we've got three <laughs> dedicated listeners we, here. We love Mark. <laughs> all of uh, all of my coworkers like to give me a hard time. They think that I'm famous now. And, uh, you know, I'm going to let them think that for a while. So, um, but I have kind of a, obviously a different journey. So I'm on the recruiting side of things. And. I actually started with Hirewell over 15 years ago, straight out of school. So I've, I I've never, that. I've never dealt with this personally. So someday I'll have to take my own advice. But I have been on the, you know, other side of the phone with thousands and thousands yeah. of individuals that deal with yeah. this every day. So in a weird way, I'm the expert, but I also have no personal experience of going through that emotional process of what it is um but it's different for everyone but in the end it you have to you have to process it before you can start doing anything which is so important um Absolutely. and the 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 pros the cons the negatives the anger the sadness you know the um the being scared of kind of what that next point is before you can ever get to that that liberation, right? And, yeah. and get excited and kind of want to move forward. So we're all um, nodding. Yes. The processing <laughs> yes. has it, to happen. It, 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 and, and, and I'm going to share a story, a, a, a good friend of mine, you know, when I was going through this, I was chatting with him at a party and he took me aside, you know, highly successful C-suite exec. And he's like, yeah, I, I got to let go. He goes, you know what I did the entire summer? I sat in a fishing boat, I drank beer and I cried. This was, this, this was a male yeah. exec. Yeah. So we all go through it, right? We all yeah. go through it. And Mark, I know you're going to share the first thing you tell everybody to do, go get your eyebrows done, right? Yeah. That's what you share. <laughs> I know you do. Go get your eyebrows waxed. It's going to be part of the higher world training manual now. Exactly. So, so, so seriously, so what, um, you're on the phone, you're chatting with this person, like what, what are those three pieces of advice, you know, that you say to, to encourage them and nudge them along that emotional processing, right? Because like, like Roshni said, you know, you don't want to just jump right in, update your resume and start calling and emailing and texting people. Cause you, you're not in the right state of mind. Right. You don't have that clarity yet. So how do you how do you talk somebody into that process? Yeah, I think it's um, I don't even start about the search process. What, what it is, is really starting about <clears throat> let's talk about what happened. Right. Let's really understand that. And sometimes people need to verbalize it a little bit to really process what exactly happened. Um, and yeah. then yeah. once we kind of work through that and, and work through maybe the challenges with that, then we can kind of dive into, okay, let's talk a little bit about what you've done, whether from a whole career standpoint or just within that role, let's process that a little bit and get to the point where we kind of, you know, we understand each other a little bit better. And then it's, okay, before we even start anything, what did you enjoy and what do you want to do next now that you've been able to really, That's the really think about everything? Yeah. And, and because why start the process until you have a goal and a strategy of kind of how you want to approach that? Because otherwise you just end up kind of wandering a little bit and, and you don't have the right definition of where you want to go. 
And it's hard to get that exhilaration and excitement about that next step until you've identified what's going to be exciting for you in that next step. That's interesting, Mark, because, and it's so important that you're saying this because you could be wandering or you could accidentally land somewhere that you shouldn't have landed. And then you're back to square one, because if you're in a place where you shouldn't be, it's very hard to show up with your best self every day when you're already somewhere that you probably don't belong or don't feel passionate about or don't enjoy. And then you're at the risk of not being able to show up as your best self every day. And then you're at the risk of not having that job now (laughs) or not being happy in it. And so it's really important to to take that step and say, where should I be? What do I need want to be doing? And I think that that advice is extremely important and doesn't even necessarily only apply to if you've been let go. It could apply to if you're looking at internal opportunity, it could apply to a lot of things just in general, but it's great advice. Well, that is the exact advice that I hope I would have gotten when I was laid off because what I did immediately in the next two months after being laid off was apply to any job that came my way. I even applied to be a recruiter, Mark. (laughs) And that is not something I enjoy. (laughs) And I'm so glad nobody actually hired me because I would have hated it. (laughs) You cannot steal her. Okay. (laughs) Visa would just, they would be like, just so angry with me if you stole her. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's insane advice. Yeah. No. And it's like, you know, jump from the pan to the fire. Right. I think that's what you're saying, Michelle, which is, okay, this didn't work out. And what's the definition of insanity? You keep doing the same thing. Exactly. (laughs) Hoping that the world's going to change. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to find another situation just exactly similar. And it's going to be, you know, two strikes out. So it's if you're blessed, because because I humbly appreciate not everybody is that they can take that time. Right. You know, we have bills to pay. Right. Um, So some may be blessed with more time than others in terms of, okay take that time off to take that step back and really re-clarify, you know, what is it? Okay. I got to pay my bills. I need a job, but what am I really good at? And I, and, and, and you are good at a whole bunch of things and how can you play that potentially in a different way? Right. Because maybe that past situation, even if you try and find a variation of it here and there, it's still not going to work out because it just wasn't the right, you know, combination and situation. Right. Yeah. And just knowing your strengths, like you just said, what am I good at? Yeah. Because I can tell you what I'm good at. And I also can tell you what I'm not good at. Oh, I know. Well, exactly. And that's that, you know, professional maturity, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And emotional maturity where you're like, yep, you know what? I'm never going to be good at that. I don't enjoy it. So I'm not going to try and fool myself that I'm going to do that. You know, um, yeah, like Roshani knows she's probably not going to be the most amazing recruiter, but <laughs> that's okay. Not. Yes. Unless Mark wants me. Yeah. I mean, I think you might be better at it than you think. <laughs> I know. And so full transparency here, we have Hirewell under contract right now, and they are trying to find us a new VP of technology. So I'm putting that <sighs> out there. 
on the airwaves. So if anybody's interested, please reach out through Mark. <laughs> no, but we, we've got a couple of minutes till we have to take our break. But it, what I want to do is, as we leave this first part of our amazing conversation, thank you again, everybody, for being with us. We, we want you to walk away knowing that, yeah, it's going to be an emotional journey when this happens, right? But it's happening for a reason. You know, fate has its fate or God or both, whichever you choose, has their plan for you. And there's something else out there. Um, and so what you owe it to yourself to do, and even if it's, you know, you, you don't get access to an outplacement counselor, you know, find a friend, you know, Google it. You can Google and find any type of framework or, you know, questionnaire or assessment that you can fill out, but take that time to really figure out, you know, what are your strengths? What do you like to do? You know, what, what really inspires you? And, and, and give yourself that time to go through that process and, and give yourself some grace because it is a real ego blow. And it, heck, it took me years to get to the point, you know, where I am now. And it was such, such a blessing in disguise, as my husband said. Alrighty. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Um, and don't leave us go grab another cup of coffee or tea or water. Cause when you come back, we're going to talk about, okay, well, just exactly what should you do then? What are those steps that you should be going through so that you can position yourself for that next journey and adventure? I want to thank everybody who's listening in happy new year to you all to our advancing all women radio show and podcast. And you can always check us out at newonline.org for more information on new and all of our podcasts. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Network of Executive Women is a nonprofit dedicated to advancing all women and transforming our workplaces through the power of community. We are a growing community of more than 13,500 professional women and men, representing nearly 900 organizations across North America. We are a strong, collective voice for everyone in the corporate world who wants to see gender equality become a reality, and we welcome all who champion our cause. Members of NEW gain access to a broad network of like-minded professionals dedicated to women's equity and leadership development. Corporate organizations also gain access to DEI Solutions, which fosters a more inclusive and productive work culture. Plus, members can engage across NEW's 22 regional communities and attend two annual national conferences, which bring together the strongest minds in DEI and leadership. Join Network of Executive Women today. Visit newonline.org slash membership to learn more about becoming a member of NEW. That's newonline.org slash membership. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Want to learn more about the show and about Network of Executive Women? Visit our website today at newonline.org. That's N-E-W online.org. Now, back to Advancing All Women. All right, well, welcome back and Happy New Year, everybody. You are listening to Sarah Alter in the Advancing All Women radio show and podcast. And I am joined today by Michelle Fontana, Head of Global Processes, Kraft Heinz Company, Roshni Varma, Director of Social Impact for Visa, and Mark Slocum, Partner at Hirewell, who manages the technology and executive recruiting practice. And in today's discussion, we are sharing advice on what to do after you've been let go, or as we've renamed it, you've been liberated. Um, All right, so Mark, you are our resident expert here. All right, so what do you do? You've been let go. You know, let's talk package. Do you get a lawyer? Like all those deets. What do you do? Absolutely. So um, we hit a little bit earlier on the the emotional side of things, which is going to come before anything. But uh, a lot of times there's the logistics that you can't wait on while you're processing, which is just life in a nutshell right there. You know, you got to put on your... (laughs) your professional pants and, and take care of things. But, um, you know, it, it, in most situations, there is some sort of severance package that can vary pretty widely. And it's hard to even put a, um, a guess on what that'll be because it's so different in each situation, which is something that, um, you know, I talk about with everybody, but, um, you know, there, there are a few different ways to approach that. Um, it might just, be kind of a, a broad uh, severance that everyone's getting more or less the same thing based upon a, uh, you know, some sort of calculation that they put together. And there might not be a big, you know, option to kind of negotiate on that. However, um, it might be a good idea to get a lawyer and understand your options. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it doesn't have to be a super extensive, drawn out or very expensive thing. But find a lawyer that you trust or use your network to kind of figure that out and just have a conversation, you know, an hour or two of time and figure out what are my next steps. It will be well worth it. Even if it doesn't change anything, at least, you know, you went 
into that situation with a little bit more confidence and, you know, um, some good advice. So, yeah, it, it, I, I had shared with a group for our audience. Um, I ended up bringing in a lawyer and, um, she ended up delivering fivefold in return, you know, what she had cost me, um, because she, you know, made a recommendation to the change and, you know, what they had offered up. Um, and, and to your point, you know, reach out to a friend, you know, if you don't know of one, just reach out to a friend because it's not a huge expense, but then it just, like you said, gives you peace of mind. And, and it's like, the sooner you can put it behind you, all of it, you know, the sooner you can really start looking forward to what that next open door, you know, is, um, we talked a little bit about it earlier too, um, you know, recruiters, right? You've signed your package, you've moved on, you know, now you need to figure out, you know, what to do next. Recruiters can clearly play a great role. Um, but Mark, you talked to us about this, um, you know, as we were preparing for the show, you've got to be really open and honest and transparent though, right? You've got to be honest about what happened, what didn't happen, like go there. Cause that yeah. was super useful for me. Sure. Absolutely. Um, it, it, unfortunately, people get advice from a lot of different <laughs> sources telling you many different things. As uh, Roshni was saying, she had people tell her just just lie, you know, and, and uh, I mean, no. you could, you know, yeah. you can take different approach, but no good relationship starts out on anything but an honest approach. Um, right. And yep. it starts. Yeah, I hope you didn't go work for somebody that told you just to go lie, because that's probably not a good, <laughs> no, not a great place to go. Oh, no, yeah, no, not, not a shot in hell. Roshni would do that. No, <laughs> I haven't known you long, but that is the vibe I clearly get. <laughs> and you got that right. Amen. But yeah, so yeah, but Mark, that was interesting, right? Because it's like there's that shame, right? We've talked about that ego blow. It, 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 you've it, it, go ahead and tell, cause you've lived this. <laughs> Definitely. And, and it's, it's part of that emotional journey to get to a point where you can look back at what you've done, feel confident in it, you know, think about what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, help develop that plan of kind of where you want to go. And you need to work through that with whoever is going to be advocating for you, whether that's a recruiter, old colleagues, friends, you know, that are making introductions, mm -hmm. you have to be on the same page because if they don't know where your head's at and what the story is, they're not going to represent you in the right way. And ultimately you want anybody that's making an introduction, um, any one of those options to really understand what you're trying to get out of this situation and, and guide you in the right way. Like when I talk with people, I don't even talk about an opportunity first, right? I want to understand them and their situation and their goals first. And then we can start to navigate how to even approach that next step kind of in their career journey. And sometimes it's a career opportunity and they're trying to find that long time. Sometimes I need a paycheck in two weeks and I will just right. take a job. And that right. is okay as well. But you just need to identify that that is how you need to approach this. And then maybe you need to make some more sacrifices in that situation to get something quicker. It's not right or wrong. It's just your personal situation. Right. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and it's so key that you crystallize your story, right? So why did you leave or why do you think you were let go? Right. And so for me, 
I was so blessed. I got to work with a great group called Robertson Low Stutter. And, you know, it, they guided me through that process. Okay, we got to crystallize the story. You know, huge financial gap. Your role, your team, your budget were eliminated to fill that gap. It was a financial restructuring, right? Okay, now, what do you want to do, right? And then what are you good at? <laughs> you know, and I, it was so funny. I've been cleaning like crazy that whole new year purge. Anybody else oh, been yes. doing that? And so I literally just yesterday, I cleaned out this file and in it were all these documents from Roberts and Lowstetter. And I had a list of what are my IQ strengths and then what are my EQ strengths? Mm, they yeah. were, you know, I remember my, my placement counselor walked me and talked me through, but translate it through a business lens, right? And then he had me write a narrative essay. So let's go through your resume and let's find that common theme. Oh, I like to lead teams mm-hmm. and I like to build and rebuild, you know? And so, yeah. you know, you, you can do that on your own. You don't necessarily have to hire, yeah. you know, a high priced, um, you know, counselor. Um Michelle, let's shift though, because like you said, Mark, find a recruiter because they can be a a valuable resource to guide you through this journey and through this emotional process and then how you more strategically position yourself out in the market. But who else should we be reaching out to, Michelle? Yeah. So things you can control. You can control who you know. You can understand your strengths and you can control who knows you and there is a very big difference between who you know and who knows you and this was a lesson I got from a a female mentor who was amazing in my life and who knows you is where you find a lot of times your next opportunity and what I mean by that is they need to not just know you exist (laughs) They need to know what do you bring to the table? What are your strengths and how can they apply those strengths to their business needs or gaps? And that's really, really important. And the only way you can really build that type of network is knowing yourself what your strengths are and what you stand for. And so the control over, I know that I'm a very positive person. I am not afraid of solving huge problems. I love to build teams. I love to build diverse teams. I don't want a team of people who are all like me. I want a team of people who are all very different from me because that is how you solve the biggest problems. And so these are the things that people need to know about you so that whenever something does happen or there are opportunities, you can have a conversation with these people and they know you, not just that you know them. And so what you can control now, you can control building that network and you can control building those strengths and and growing your skill set so that you could potentially be ready for the next opportunity should your current opportunity come to, I'll call it an abrupt end um, or even a, a slow conclusion where you, you know, you're kind of at the end and you, and you know, you need to move on. And that's the other thing too, trusting your intuition and understanding what could possibly be a signal for the end of, of what you're doing now and being prepared for that and proactive about it is something that we don't talk about because it's this taboo topic of, 
you're, you're never going to lose your job or you have this thought in your head that that's never going to happen to you can happen. And so be prepared and, and, and worry about your own sphere of influence and control. It, it, um, and that's where you, you either, (laughs) you quickly realize, right. That like you either have a good external network outside of your job and company that you've been at, or you don't. Yeah. So as you hear us talk about ad nauseum, you know, make sure you've got that external network. And it's it's like groups like new, new, right? Network yes. of executive women, right? Like it, it, we had a, a a member recently a couple of months back who got let go and she reached out to me and a couple of other people. We got her a lawyer, we got her going, you know. Um I like when I was in my transition, I belonged to another great group called IWF international women. And, you know, I reached out to them, but when you reach out, and this is my biggest piece of Mm -hmm. advice is when you reach out, do not like over that cup of coffee or on that zoom call say, Hey, who do you know? You need to go into that conversation, having done your research with your ask. And what I do now is because I connect with people left and right all day long. And I do because so many people have helped me. But when somebody reaches out, I say, hey, I'll make three introductions. Who do you want me to introduce you to? And I'm also more than willing to brainstorm. Well, like, what do you think you should do next? And, you know, Mm. but use your time wisely and very strategically and don't ever say, hey, who do you know? Who could you introduce me to? Because that, you know, that to me suggests you don't know what you want to do yet. So you shouldn't be having those conversations, right? And it also kind of suggests that you're passing off your accountability to somebody else. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to be accountable for your own career. And to walk up to somebody and say, who do you know, is passing off the accountability. You just can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So Roshni, I know you've got some great thoughts on this. Yes. Why, yes, I do. But then my greatest thought right now is I'm so happy I signed up to be on this show because now I know Sarah, Michelle, and Mark. How lucky yes. am I? Hello. Exactly. <laughs> we are so BFFs. those who are listening out there, if opportunities come your way, please take them. Do yes. not say no. I was so not comfortable in signing up, signing up for a radio show because I've never done this before. But I'm like, hey, this looks like such an amazing opportunity to share my experiences in the hopes that that, that is going to help somebody who might be like awesome. me. Thank you. And here yeah. I am. And I'm so glad I signed up. Yeah. Now, awesome. to answer We're your glad questions. You. <laughs> to answer your questions. I know that, that, was, vo- that was the voice of God, voice of America, God. that was Aaron which we're going to sing his praises he's the most amazing partner and engineer so sorry Rashmi keep going (laughs) all right so two things uh, that I would like to add on to all the amazing discussions that have happened here um, which is what I did one was one is basically be patient with yourself and we have discussed this in several different ways in this conversation but be patient with yourself You might be scared, you might be angry, you might be confused, but let it all come through you. Deal with your emotions. Don't push those away because you have gone through something that is really hard for you. So just be patient with yourself and you will be able to figure things out. The second thing is keep yourself relevant, right? If if you have decided that you might be taking a break, reassessing your priorities, your career, your life, whatever it is, keep yourself relevant. 
And I'll give you very uh, solid examples on what I did to keep myself relevant for the two years break that I took from my career. One thing that I did was I volunteered at a nonprofit, an amazing nonprofit in the Bay Area. It is one of the best ways to keep yourself relevant because you are actually doing the work that you want to do when you are finally deciding to go back into your into the workforce. And on top of it, you are helping the community. What, what more better ways uh, to help build your skills than that, right? And the second one is I actually took one course in product management at Stanford University. It was a certificate course. I made sure that I took that because that was going to help me build my skills. And I could show that in my resume. It is a hard skill that I could show in my resume that, hey, (laughs) I have done this. I was not not, I was not irrelevant during this time that I actually took a break. So my biggest thing that I'm really thankful that I did, and I hope that many of you do as well, is build up on your skills, volunteering, taking any certification courses, whatever it is, or LinkedIn courses. There are so many online courses available these days. Make sure that you take those courses as well. Make sure that those are courses relevant to what you want to end up to be when you actually return to the workforce. Those are great tips. The investment in yourself yeah. is always yes. going to be a well-spent investment. And in your community mm-hmm. is a huge way to still be... It helps with the uh, the processing of the emotion of I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm not doing enough because you are doing so much by investing in your own community and investing in your own growth and yourself. It, it, yeah. And it reinforces, hey, my sole identity is not defined by my career. Right. right? Yes. Like you, you, you know, you, you have that freedom then to be like, oh, actually there are deeper dimensions to me other than what I do, you know, 40 to 50 to 60 hours a week. Um, So let's talk. You got to update your resume. You got to update LinkedIn, right? I mean, that clearly, you got to make that happen. Um, You know, Mark, I've heard from a number of recruiters through the years, you know, finding your next job is not a full-time job. So that reinforces then what Roshni just said, which is, you know, you need to be able to share, you know, here's how I kept myself relevant and engaged, you know, from a business and a strategic perspective. Would you agree with that? It's not a full-time job. And so you're looking for someone that's going to be, you know, continuing to develop themselves as a leader. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, it's it's <clears throat> in the interview process, they're going to be reading between the lines. When you say, oh, I, I love to challenge and grow and, and do new things. Okay, oh, well, yeah, give yeah. me an example of when you've done yeah. that, right? You know, you have to you have to walk it, not just talk it, of course. Um, so just having simple examples like that, um, you know, it's it's good for you personally, but it's good from a you know a professional standpoint as well. Yeah. Well, and, and also too, and, and, and again, there's that reality of like, you know, how quickly you have to get that paycheck again. Right. But when you're blessed and you can take that time, take the time then personally too. Right. Like, it's like, enjoy your family. You know, Michelle, we were just talking on the break that, you know, when, when it happened to you, you were single. Yeah. So you were in a different place in your life. I was single living with my now husband. So I was paired off, if you will, <laughs> but I didn't have children, but I did have responsible financial responsibilities like a right. mortgage and all of the things. But I also had a, a life partner who's my husband and we've been together for 15 years. 
Um, so I had that person to lean on, but then I, I also had the moment of panic of how are we going to pay our bills? Yeah. And then the whole, I, I could hear my father's voice in my ear say, if you're really good, you'll always be able to find a job. Yeah. He's a wise man. And I could hear him saying this in my head. <laughs> and I heard him later that day when I called him to tell him what happened say it actually not just in my head um but <laughs> for me but it is great it was my mom's voice <laughs> my mom always told me and my older sister growing up that hey we were two girls growing up in india my mom used to work full time my dad used to work full time my mom always used to tell us that as women you need to be financially independent that yes. is stable sticks you have absolutely. to be financially absolutely Yes. And so I could hear that voice in my head and I thought, you know what? If I have to pay the bills, I can just go be a Starbucks barista or something while I'm thinking about what to go do. I can go be a bartender. I can go do something to earn money while I'm thinking about what do I want my career to be? Absolutely. You can do these things. You don't have to just sit around and wallow in your own self-pity like let's also let's also acknowledge that once you get through your ego blow and you're feeling bad about yourself you need to shake yourself and snap out of it put your big girl and boy pants on and move on so there is a part of you that wants to wallow you need to smack that part of you up a, a little bit and say okay this isn't who i am I'm not a wallower. I am not a victim. This is silly. I need to go do something now. And that's, I think, something that we, when we get stuck in our emotions, that we sometimes can't see our way out of. But that's what gets you to your next step. You have to have the resilience to recognize what's happened to you is not the end of the world. It's just just like any other problem that you're going to look at it, you're going to course correct it and you're going to make a different decision and move forward. And that's probably the best advice I can give, which is don't be a victim. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's, you know, yes, you need to put the effort in to, you know, find that next job, right. That your, your job now becomes finding that next job, but allow yourself something, you know, give yourself some, you know, beautiful aspect to your personal life. And Roshni with you, you got to enjoy this beautiful new baby that you just had. Right. Um, you know, for me, I ended up, um, I found a trainer and I started working out in the gym, you know, and it, it, I would have never been able to do that before because I had so much travel and, you know, so I ended up, you know, working out with this trainer and now it's this great habit that I, you know, do on an ongoing basis. Um, you have to cut yourself that slack and invest yeah. in yourself personally as yes. well as, as professionally. Um, all right. Well, we just have a couple of minutes left. Can you believe it? Um, any last pearls of wisdom? Mark, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Um, well, I just, I, I, like what all of you are saying, but I, I tell everyone when I talk to them, listen, where you work is a component of your stability financially and everything else. But your number one form of stability is your skill set and your experience, because that can be taken anywhere. 
So when yeah. you realize that and you have confidence in that and you understand it, getting let go is not as scary as maybe what it was many years ago. It's just much easier to find new opportunities and network yeah. and, and yeah. navigate that process. Yeah. So if you know you're getting good experience, you know you like what you do and you're passionate about it, finding something new, it's just not as big of a deal anymore. I mean, it's still a big part of a life change, right? But it's Absolutely. it's navigable. And and have the courage to your point, leverage those strengths because you have plenty, right? Have the courage though to pivot if you need to as well, right? Yeah. And it wouldn't be a good show if I didn't use the term pivot at least once. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, all right. So we have come to our close. Um, Michelle, Roshni, Mark, you were fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me in this conversation today. And thank you for sharing your stories. Thank you for inviting advice. us. Thank you for yeah, inviting us. And, no, and uh, Roshni and Mark, it's been such a pleasure meeting both of you as well. And I just hope that like Roshni was saying that somebody is listening to this and this is just the medicine they need to hear today I know. because I know. it really is just like, let's think of this as it's just another problem that you solve in your life. Yeah. This is not the end yeah. of the line and it could be a huge springboard for a new opportunity mm -hmm. and specifically for Roshni and I, I mean, we've landed in a companies that have been yeah. absolutely incredible and amazing. Yeah. And, and reach out to all of us. We'll help you. Yes, right? please. Yes. Find me on LinkedIn, everyone. Anytime. <laughs> all right. So thank you, Voice America, um, for giving me and new this opportunity to share our voice and mission with all of you. And on our show next week, you're going to hear from the amazing leadership team at UpLevel, how data plus technology can empower the advancement of women. To learn more about new and listen to all of our podcasts, check us out at newonline.org. I'm Sarah Alter. Happy New Year. And thank you for always listening. Thanks for listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Be sure to tune in again next week. Our program is live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. Until we talk again, enjoy your week.